the Backpack Club. It's Backpack Club Podcast. It's fucking Backpack Club Podcast, baby. Welcome to it. <laughs> Welcome um, to it. Cookie Brownie. Suck. He's too soft. Maybe Ron Young is some stats right now. Motivational guy. What's the diagnosis of his injury? Like, dude, I hope he gets burned. I have no idea. Truly, yeah, that too. Bitcoin, Ethereum, all that shit. Well, the thing is, thank God he's not a cat. What a dumb bitch. Figure it out, dude. Let's leave the mothers out of this. That was a terrible dog. Instagram does the same shit. Dick, dude. Ron didn't get a degree in fucking balls. The best at soccer. Well, if it's in a cooler, I'll drink it. Viewer Come discretion on. advised. Follow us on the Instagram, Twitter, the Backpack Club. Just like, subscribe. Let's Love go. You guys. Hey everyone, it's JP. Welcome back to episode three of the Backpack Club. Uh, Manchester is red. Tom Wilson is scumbag. What is up? It's Parker. It's KP coming from an undisclosed location. Nickname's Gator. How we doing, everybody? What's up, everybody? It's Big Nate over here. We've got a jam-packed episode tonight going over UFC 259, our doghouse segment, and much more. And we're going to start out with our parlay review from last night. Too bad it didn't hit for our listeners, but uh, what were your thoughts on that, Parker? Uh, you know... It was a tough one with Jan just blatantly kneeing, but uh, I don't know. Sterling, uh, that man can fucking act, I can tell you that. He deserves an Oscar. But it was, I mean, it was fucking illegal. It was so dumb. I was, <laughs> we're watching it live, and I'm, I, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, he's not going to do this. Like, it looked like, like, for five seconds before he did it, it looked like he was just going to fucking do it anyway. So I was like, I know. fuck, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then just bang. I know the I'm mojo like, oh, was so good, dude. There it First is. First three fights hit, and that fight was going so well. That fight was and I'm going so well. It. I'm literally smiling while watching this fight, and then bang. I mean, he done. was clear. He was clearly winning it, obviously. But like, I just, you guys think he was faking, really? I think he played it off a little bit more than. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I saw him take a lot bigger shots to the head than that knee. Yeah, it wasn't a full, full fucking. I mean, it's it pretty bad. Hurt. His, his hurt, neck snapped back a good amount. I mean, it looked pretty bad. And like, I was a pretty full force knee, I feel like. What did you say, Cole? Joe Rogan's done. Like, he knows the concussion protocol. So you're not supposed to go and talk to somebody like that after they, they've been TKO'd. It wasn't really like declared a TKO immediately, though. You know, like with the, like, if somebody gets knocked out like that, you know, the ref will come over and he'll, he'll shake his hands and he'll call the fight. He kind of just stood there and he walked around as if, oh, he's going to get back up like he got like a nut shot or something. You know, and then he walked back over after the fight was over and he got interviewed immediately. And the guy was like not incoherent. He spoke clearly. He didn't stutter. He knew exactly what he was going to say. So I'm and then he went to the hospital afterwards and Dana said, yeah, he's fine. He's totally good. No concussion. So I didn't get a concussion, but that said, the knee looked horrific. I mean, that was crazy. Yeah, watching that and then thinking back to fucking George Masvidal's fucking knee to Ben Askren. Ben Askren was stone cold dead fish. And then he got up faster than fucking Sterling did. And that knee was yeah. actually a TKO. That was a knock the fuck yeah. out. I don't watch a lot of UFC, obviously. And I even thought that he was embellishing it a little bit. I mean, clearly you want to stay on the side of hoping that he's not embellishing it. I mean, not hoping that his mental health is bad, but like, I mean, he said he didn't want to win that way. And so I'm assuming he was incapable to fight. The only other knee to the head, I don't know if you guys have seen this before, that I compared to is Greg Hardy. Have you guys ever seen his? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the so. same same type so. of situation. Mm. The guy was had one his back knee down. Greg Hardy just had his head in the same position, just winds up with his knee and, like, right to the temple, just knocks this dude out. Like, clear as day, intentional and, like, very illegal. So I'm don't sorry. get why he did it when he had it in the bag. Literally, the fight locked up. Just does not make sense. And his corner told him to, apparently – I don't know 
Go ahead, Steve. That's exactly what I was going to say. Why was why is this corner saying that? You know, is that the fucking <laughs> no idea? I know I know they're from Russia. You know, they play a different game over there. So either way, fast forward to the championship card. Izzy ends up losing to Jan, so it didn't freaking matter. <laughs> Quote our uh, Wednesday interview with Curtis. Uh, Curtis, whenever I don't bet Izzy, uh, he wins. So this time we bet Izzy and he loses. So oh. either way. What do you guys think about that fight? It was more of a technique fight. It was technical. I was going to say, I Whoever, texted, I know you guys knew I texted you before the fight, said, dude, Jan at plus 210 is crazy value. Dude, is he Parker going did up, call it. Parker is he going it. up a weight class? Is nuts for him to be at minus 290 favorite. It just does not make sense. And fighting a champ, Izzy's, Izzy's obviously better on the feet. Jan's got more power, but like on the ground, he was just controlling him all the time. Yeah, I mean that's what you're we that's what you're we saying during uh, last Wednesday. We were talking about how he needed to get inside because Adesanya is just so good at measuring distance and picking those punches. So he got in close with him, and then you know he did the double leg, took him down immediately, <coughs> and then he just used his pressure constantly and just he just wrestled him, just outbeat him on the ground. I wish Izzy did attack those legs more. He did seem to do a lot of damage when he was, and just then he just stopped, and then he just kept trying to engage him in the fucking clinch, and then Jan was just able to take him down and outweigh him the whole time and just. As he would try to move, he just couldn't get out. Thought one of one of the scorecards was forty nine to forty five, which I thought was crazy. They yeah, I thought Jan it was a three two fight. I yeah, me too. I mean, that's what it was. It was all up to like, well, who was going to take the third round? And I mean, most people thought Jan, which did happen. But especially as the champ, if you're fighting a champ, you have to win the fight substantially. Tim Elliott, my boy, the very impressive match over Jordan Espinoza, leaking thought- all over the cage. It was a great fight, but he, he won. He was the underdog. Good cash out for that. What were you saying, Nate? Well, I thought he was going to get him by submission. I I had him submission. Yeah. I also had a money line, but uh, it, the whole fight, he had him on the ground. It was so close. It was yeah. plus 400. would have been nice. But. Yeah. Did you see when he was, um he, uh, he had him in his guard and Elliot was on top and he was just rubbing and scraping his bleeding head yeah. all over Espinosa. Oh, it was so much blood. He was just getting it in his eye specifically, and he was just using that to, like, you know, oh, uh, clog, clog his vision, and he was just using it as lube. Because at that one point, um, Espinosa almost had an arm bar from the ground. <laughs> he slipped out of he it. Just slipped right out because of all the blood. I saw that. Yeah, I wow. did see crazy. that. It was nuts. It's like uh, when Masvidal was having his corner rub Vaseline all over him. <laughs> all right. Just so, fucking slippery. And other than that, I just had um, Jan beat an idiot and as well as his corner, and Nunez is an animal. Anyways, we got a big controversy debate that's happened, I think, for a while now. We're going to get into dogs versus cats. KP, you want to start us off there? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead it off here, all right? It's been, uh, it's been around for a while. been around for a while. Cats versus dogs. Pretty sure everybody uh, listening right now, hopefully strong dog supporters. But let me drop a few important facts on you right now. In your history, can you recollect of any cat being a part of a police force? Anybody? No, that's what I thought. (laughs) What about a cat leading a blind person down the street? Silence. That's what I thought. (laughs) Moving on to the next point. Kids with cancer in a hospital. Oh, let's bring the cats in. Nope. Fuck you. (laughs) They're dogs, of course. Service dogs. Nobody has a service cat. Why? Okay. (laughs) Next point. When has a cat ever stopped someone from breaking into your house and defending you? Hmm? When has that ever happened? It hasn't happened because cats suck. 
all right? <laughs> Cats are little assholes that only care about themselves. They're selfish, and they suck. Dogs, way better, okay? Entirely better. Not even close. No competition. I completely agree there, yeah. bro. Completely agree. I love that last point you made with the uh, uh, robbing the house. You know, I've always had a story of, uh, you know, when a cat sees a robber come in the house, they'll just be licking their paw and just be like, oh, Steve's going to get fucked up tonight. <laughs> At least a dog was just start barking, be like, Steve, 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 <laughs> like freaking out, like getting people fucking waking up. You know, cat's just like looking at you like, oh, yep, he's going to die. Probably gonna uh, probably gonna lick his dead body later when he's dead. If something's shitting in a box in my fucking house, what? I who the fuck wants that? Just a box of shit in sand in my no house. No one's shitting in a box but me. Exactly, exactly. All right. Also, I think the worst part about cats is that they last longer. Parker, did you have some shit to say, or do you want me to say some shit? I was I was just saying cats have nine lives, but um, no, go ahead, Nate. I have three dogs in my family. And one of them is 15 years old. So dogs are pretty old, or at least my dog is. But uh, I consider myself the Caesar Milan of this group. Uh, you know, I'm very friendly with all dogs. I love letting other people's dogs <laughs> bite my hands. I like to connect with a dog, let them think my hand's a chew toy, you know, random shit like that. The one thing I love about my dogs especially is that they never leave me alone. Like, why would I ever want to be alone while taking a shit? I wouldn't. So my dogs, I got two of them right up my ass when I'm shitting. Like, one of them sitting in my lap and the other one's standing next to me watching me. And I'm just sitting there like, what the hell's going on? But whatever. <laughs> so that's why dogs are great. You know, they, they're they just a friend. They're a friend. They're there for you. They're always yeah. there for you. Man's best friend, Nate. It truly is man's best friend. I got two dogs. Gideon and Neville. Gideon's an American Bulldog. He's just straight beast. Tore both of his ACLs recently. Yeah, we got him ACL surgery. Would you get a cat ACL surgery? No. Yo, Definitely not. No. One more reason why dogs are better than You're cats. You're probably taking that thing out back. Did they make a movie under cat? No. Underdog. Uh, There's also, yeah, Air... Air, what the hell Air is that Bud. dog's name? Air, Air, Bud. Air, Bud. Air, Bud. Air Bud. Not only can it shoot a basketball, but it can catch a football. And play soccer. I will say <laughs> this, though, about dogs, uh, for a devil's advocate reason. Sometimes they get on your nerves, especially when they take shits in your sleeping bag at a friend's house. No, James, maybe you shouldn't bring a fucking New York Yankees sleeping bag to a Red Sox family home. That's a smart maybe dog. Maybe a dog shouldn't shit in my sleeping bag. Dog. That's a yeah. smart dog. I gotta, honest, I, gotta, I gotta be honest. I was there that night, and that was my shit. It wasn't the dog. <laughs> <laughs> The truth comes sense. out. It's been a secret for about um, plus 10 years. years. Yeah, 15 years now. So that was me. Talk a little bit about my dog. Um, Bo, huge, huge polar bear. He has had a whole stick of butter. He has, <laughs> he's eaten rat poison. Okay. He's taken down a porcupine unsuccessfully. He's fought other dogs, specifically on my street. You know who you are. <laughs> he once fought off a bear. True story, all right? He's still kicking around. He's still kicking around. He's got all the willpower. All the willpower. Cats, can't say the same. Just can't. Just you know, can't cats need nine lives when dogs just need one, baby. I'm going to end it with this. Did you know, in New Hampshire, not sure about other states, but if you hit a dog with your car, you legally have to report it. It's against the law if you do not. But if you hit a cat 
you don't have to report it. And in fact, you're actually rewarded by the governor of that state. True cool. fact. Uh, how many cats what? have you hit? Cool. How many cats have you hit? <laughs> At least a baker's dozen. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> murder. Cats all over the place. All right. So Cole's Cole uh, a cat murderer. We've gone over that. What's next? <laughs> but all right. The most elite ESPN Ocho sports. So I'll kick it off. Mine is lawnmower racing. Fuck I mean, you, JP. That was mine, you bitch. It's such a fire. <laughs> they just got these souped-up engines in, in these freaking lawnmowers. God all damn ass. it. Dude, and you know what would be better than just awesome. racing lawnmowers? Is if they had them, like, race, like, actually cutting someone's house and, like, who could do it better while also, like, doing it faster? Oh, I like that idea. Right. A little bit of both. Yeah, there's got to be some talented guys out there that right. can uh, work the lawnmower. Well, I'm pissed. <laughs> JP took mine. Wow. Um, so I had a second one. It's um, rock skipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watched it a couple times on TV. Pretty electric. When they get like 20 plus skips, you're like, dude, that's pretty nuts. Parker, I just realized I had the same thing, but I called it stone skipping. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my uh, honorable mention was cornhole but I feel like it's moved into an actual sport now more because it was on the Ocho, but now it's literally on ESPN. But I love watching Cornhole. It's so fun to watch. Mac Jones, great Cornhole player. Fuck you, Parker. Cornhole is mine. Cornhole is gas. Cap? Well, uh, you know, like those guys that stand outside of like AT&T or like some sort of weird restaurant like that? Sign flipping, all right? (laughs) Professionally scored sign flipping championships. Pretty outrageous. What do you got, Steve? All right, well, since Parker decided to take the cornhole one. I, I, you can still <laughs> say it, man. You know, I'm going to have to go with uh, the second one, dodgeball. <laughs> based boy. off, based off nice. the true underdog story, you know, LeFleur, you know, great movie. So that's my I love that, Steve. I'll lead mine with a quick little shout out to Lance Armstrong because he loves ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> Watches it all the time. <laughs> I got a couple ones penciled down that no one mentioned yet. But I'll lead off with my number one, which is, uh, of course, cup stacking. Ooh. <laughs> cup stacking's lit. And my mother's brought cup stacking into my house for a long time. She's a PE teacher. Shout out, mom. <laughs> but uh, cup stacking's a fun one. But I highlighted the putt-putt championships, spike ball, and axe throwing as other good sports. So all of them are classics. We all brought classics. I liked all of them. But all right, Parker, sounds like you had an absolute doozy of a weekend at Mohegan Sun. How was your weekend? Um, it was full of losing money, a uh, bunch of drinks, and mediocre fun. House always yeah. wins, brother. Would you, uh, would you play? Uh, I'm a big blackjack guy, so, you know, I played a lot of blackjack. Mixed in some roulette. I always go to play roulette after I win a bunch of blackjack, you know, thinking I'm going to get lucky on throwing it all in black or red, but I just lose it all, obviously. And- What'd you throw it on? black of course red, bro always go red oh it's a tough call but uh yeah mm-hmm. mohegan sun pretty cool place i don't know if you guys have ever been down there they got a michael jordan steakhouse like a bunch of other fucking famous ass restaurants it's pretty cool anyone have a hot hand this weekend uh no we but had... parker can you bet on sports there or no oh so we we walked through one casino right and it says race book so i'm like all right thinking race book like they'll have every sport i walk in it's like one of those old school race books you see, like literally just like a bunch of little screens, a bunch of big screens, just horse racing going on. I don't even know how it was like 
11 o'clock at night <laughs> and there's just horse race go on. There's a bunch of old guys in there just gambling their asses off. It was hilarious, but land Dubai or some shit <laughs> had a couple people get hot on, on the trip, but everyone lost money. No one came out with money. So sounds about right. Yeah, it's rough. That's rough. All right. Uh, Recent news happened on social media this week, Ben. I know Sports Center was all over it. Jared Carabas, the baseball uh, podcaster for Barstool, was all over it. My roommate James Kapitznakis, formerly from uh, Brooklyn, New York, he's a sophomore here at Xavier University. He was uh, going to catch a home run ball at the Mets, uh, I believe it was national spring training game because Ryan Zimmerman hit the home run. And he kind of, he was tracking the ball in the right center field, going to get it, goes to the ground, doesn't see the ball come out of his glove, hops up like he thinks he's got it, like he's won a million bucks, and he doesn't have it. Whole world put him on blast. Uh, it's quite funny to see your roommate get roasted all over Twitter and sports center. Actually, every single sports thing. But yeah, Nate, what do you got to say about that? I'm just, uh, I'm actually surprised because I thought this video was like, recycling on the internet i thought this was from like a year ago you're telling me this was from like oh a couple of days ago that makes it even better no he had a whole xavier mask on he had a customized mets jersey with his last name on it that he's Ooh. wearing in that video so that's, that's going to be even worse for him yeah that's tough yeah <laughs> but good news is he actually the next day at a different game caught a home run ball so he may kind of had some redemption and he met um, steve cohen so yeah that's he's kind of cool that was a rough video. He's down bad, but it's a good thing he caught another one. But what's he doing? Is he just chilling down there? Like, nah, he he's break? back. He just got back today. Uh, he's gotcha. taking a long weekend, I guess. Spring training now. He's big. Must be fan. nice. All right, we're gonna talk about uh, a little Wandavision here. I don't know if anybody's uh, watching it on Disney Plus. Great show. Solid um, show. No, me, Nate, and uh, Stevo Gator all watched Wonderful. it. Wonderful. Um, started off with the episode. Ended off last time, Wanda versus Agatha. They're just kind of battling out, fighting, you know, sick battle scenes. Then second Vision comes in, ends up fighting the original Vision. Also a great battle. Then, you know, they just go on throughout the fucking episode, keep battling it out, and, you know, see everyone come back. Uh, you want to talk about the ending there, Steve-O? Yeah, so uh, we had a wild ending. Well, I kind of want to dive into the fights a little bit between yeah. Vision go and ahead. Uh, yeah, definitely. Wanda and Agatha. Well, I thought uh, Paul Bet- Bettany came out with us saying that there was going to be this huge uh, character in WandaVision that he was so excited. Yeah, big for. Marvel character. We were all excited. Big Marvel like character. Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, like fucking Magneto, someone. Magneto, someone, Mephisto, anything. The and whole time I'm waiting for Doctor Strange. I, same here. Yeah, I'm literally just right? waiting for him to like pop up. And it was himself. He was like, I'm so excited to work with this actor. Me and him had such good chemistry. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's himself. But I honestly thought that fight scene was so cool. I thought like just like the m- mental mind fuck of it where he was just like brought that ship up. And do you guys know the story about that ship? Yeah. I've never heard it before, but now I know it. Yeah. It's that video yeah, you sent that, us too. Yeah. You want to just but, explain that real quick? Yeah. So it was just, it's this, sh- I don't really know. What is the name of ship it? A, ship of Theseus. Ship of, yeah, yeah, Theseus. Ship of Theseus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a ship and then they keep removing the parts of it because it keeps degrading, getting old and yeah. replacing it with new parts. So the thing is, once it's complete, is it truly the same one? If, if you want to do like a more like modern, like uh, comparison, think about that ship that sits in Boston because they keep like uh, upgrading that one, like the U.S. Constitution or something. I think oh, that's yeah, what it's yeah, called. yeah. So it's like at the end of it, when, once it, every like um original piece from that ship is gone 
is it still the same ship? And that's what Vision kind of said, because yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The vision in WandaVision isn't truly vision. It's something that was created from the Mind Stone in Wanda. Yeah. And then this vision is actually the real vision. Once Vision gives him all like his memories back through the Mind Stone. Yeah. And then we just saw that vision fly away. So we don't really that, know where he went. I was going to say, I was talking to Steve about that. And I was like, what happened to him? He just disappeared. Like he's definitely coming back at some point, some way in another show. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm sure Steve will mention a couple of things from the video that he sent us. But I definitely think that the the white vision, now that he has all like the memories of the old vision and he has the vibranium and like the body, like he's definitely going to be coming back in the future for sure. I'm assuming he takes on like the memories and ideas and concepts of vision, which he probably will because he is vision. Yeah. <laughs> like him and Wanda are probably going to reconnect and something down the line. For sure. Plus I love vision now too. I don't know. I became a big vision fan over the show. I think me too. I like vision. For sure. But then I thought the Wanda and Agatha fight was really cool because then she brought back the ruins. That was sick. That was sick. That was, that was really cool. cool. And oh. I like when I saw her like missing, her i'm like she's doing fucking something what is she doing yeah. is, she, is she making those ruins is she but then yeah. she just kept getting weaker and weaker and i'm like wait is she just fucking giving up is yeah she just dumb yeah. right now i had no and idea then, what was happening with her missing i was so like what then, the fuck is going on right exactly <laughs> and then it's just but like she just has that chaos magic that it it can't be removed from her because it's she is like um a prophecy pretty much it's her it's yeah. her destiny yeah it's her destiny so that magic can't be removed but, but so then, Agatha also said it was her destiny to destroy the world, essentially. So that's also interesting. And that video yeah. you sent us didn't even talk about that. I know. Yeah. And so. then, so then that we had two endings to that show. One with, um, what's her name? Uh, one Monica with the, Rambo. Monica Rambo. Yeah. Thank you. The uh, she met the scroll. She meets the, meets the scroll In and the she theater, goes yep. and she points up. So yeah, my theory so is she's going to go meet Nicholas Cage. I or agree Nicholas with that. Cage. Sorry, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Fury. Nicholas Jesus. Fury. <laughs> Nick Cage and, uh, and Marvel. Shout out Crazy. Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage and Marvel. Crazy Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah, true. National Treasure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to say Hayward is a, it was a sus bag, and he's definitely up to something. I hate that dude. I hope he hope Hulk smashed him. Shot, shot at the kids, dude. What the fuck was that? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, so. Yeah, they're definitely Monica in like just the hell realm or whatever they're talking about. Yeah, so then yeah. we get into the second ending with uh, Wanda. She's in this fucking... Astral projection. She's in the wilderness right now. Looking yep. like She's like Thanos out here in the fucking farm. I think they said it was shot in New Zealand, but that's yeah. not if they know where she is, actually. Just right. chilling. Yeah. And so you just see her drinking tea and everything, and then the camera pans out into another room, and then you see the Scarlet Witch. She's in astral form. And she's fucking casting some spells. She's doing some shit with the fucking book. And she's trying to flipping pages. Kids. You can hear Tommy and Billy oh, yeah. screaming in the background. Oh, yeah. Something's going on. And then her she's eyes nuts. just go bright red, dude. And I think I think she found them. The Marvel Universe is back. It's fucking it's getting wild. It's back. It's back, baby. So back. <laughs> um, they the said only- uh the Doctor Strange, whatever their that next season is, is essentially like Madness. WandaVision. Madness, like yeah. it's her second yeah. uh, season. So two. basically, I think she's gonna go like find her kids in like another dimension. Maybe I don't know what's gonna happen, and then it's gonna go into yeah, Doctor Strange's like movie. Yeah. But the only thing I had was Falcon and Winter Soldier's coming out next Friday, right? Uh, 
Yeah, the next two Friday Fridays. or the Friday after. Yeah, it might be two Fridays from now. That's going to be dope, too. Yeah, so but this right is based after, off of before WandaVision. Exactly, yeah. But it just it's sick. I like WandaVision ends, and we just got another show. Yeah, this one's going to be more action-packed and stuff. Oh, and for sure. It's a little more excitement. Maybe learn that. about what what's going to happen with Cap, Captain America and, you know. I'm excited. Marvel's opened a lot of doors, and it's going to be really cool. All right, we're going to get into our uh, doghouse segment. This one's a big one for me. Of course, this just recently happened. Big uh, weekend die tournament going on at the University of Xavier. You know, me and my partner, Luke, we make, made it all the way to the finals. Had to go through multiple matchups. We won our house. Um, anyways, middle of the game and the finals game. Things are getting physical. It's getting really heated. Bunch of people surrounding us. You know, it's jam-packed pay-per-view, some might say. This kid on the sidelines decided he was going to freaking just come at me middle of the game. Middle of the game. This kid's on the sidelines. This kid decided he's going to rip my shirt, my Johnny Cash shirt. Grabbed him once. Or the time I had, I went over the top. Didn't really get catch him too hard, but I hit him across the neck a little bit. And then discombobulated, but people just fucking hop right there. But this pussy wasn't even playing. I don't care if you're coked up, you're drunk. But you are an absolute tool bag. Anyways, Jake Johnson is in my doghouse. Next time I see you, I will pummel you into the ground. Well, harsh, harsh words coming from a wow. JP here. All right, my doghouse. It's uh, <laughs> ooh, I've been looking forward to. It, I'm not gonna lie, been looking forward to it since Wednesday. I've been doing some research. Uh, basically gave up on my school studies for the uh the week and just really dove right into it because I'm excited. It's too important for me. So Hell yeah, dude. my doghouse is former mayor and personal lawyer to Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> oh, boy. So getting to the backstory here for you. Once known as America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani has been riding a complete downfall. And for good reason. The guy is a shady creep. Now, 9-11 put him on the map where he presented a strong and charismatic leader in the face of horrific terrorism. He was the Times Person of the Year and was even knighted by the Queen. But since then, he ran a failed campaign for president, started a security consulting firm where he took money from the Iranian terrorist group, the uh, Mujahideen, and then he took over as the primary attorney for Donnie T, where he got caught undoing his pants in Borat 2 to have sex with a minor, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? God, yeah. Yeah. They then confused the Four Seasons Hotel for a landscaping company and then held an entire press conference in front of it like an idiot. He then sweat so much during another news conference that his hair dye dripped down his face, making it look like someone had shat on the top of his head. Saw that. And then he also audibly farted in a hearing in court. But it gets worse. I did some I did some more digging and found out that he's been married three times. He cheated on his first wife with his second wife. Hell yeah, dude. And then he cheated on his second wife with his third wife. Even better. But <laughs> his first wife was also his second cousin. A triple oh! Oh! a triple cuckery, some would say. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let that sink in, but I haven't even reached the iceberg yet, all right? His daughter has now appeared in an article in Vanity Fair discussing why she loves 
and has found her passion in life as a unicorn. Now, I'm not talking about the uh, mythical horned creature that we all wish we could own. I'm talking about a person that is asked to join a relationship between two people for sexual acts and emotional connections. A fucking unicorn. So a person who comes into a relationship as like a threesome and has if sex he's with got them. two of those. Absolutely ridiculous. Sounds like Joey Exotic, dude. Fucking crazy. All right. I mean, you can do whatever you want in the bedroom. All right. I don't care. I'm not going to judge you as long as it's illegal and not, you know. I don't know. There's definitely some boundaries to cross. But <laughs> wait, wait, are you I marrying mean, them if it's not illegal? Fucked. I'm, I'm no, as long as it is legal. Okay. <laughs> what did I say? Illegal? It sounds. I couldn't over here. It sounded weird. I don't know if anyone else. As long as it that. is, as long as it is space legal. All right. But this is some weird, weird shit. Okay. That's why Rudy Giuliani is in my doghouse. The guy is fucking weird. He's talking. He's had incest with his fucking cousin. He's been married three times. He's all over the place. He tried to have sex in Borat with some chick, and now his daughter. I mean, I I don't know. I think he's just got one only child. That's probably why she kind of got all weird. <laughs> What's his net worth? What's his net worth? I don't what? know. Look him up on Forbes. I'll look it up. I'll look what it kind up. of I'll question is that? A lot because he was giving speeches. Seems a lot. like he's got a lot of alimony to pay. Bro, yeah, good point, dude. It's just it's fucking crazy. What do you guys think about that? The whole unicorn thing. Have you ever heard that term before? <laughs> no, I've never, never heard that. I thought crazy. you were talking about the mystical creature. I was gonna say like. I was like, I mean, unicorn. that's kind of cool. Yeah, I you're gonna go with yeah. uh, What's her face from Always Sunny now and turn into a cat? No, dude, she likes just joining relationships and just like fucking fucking dudes that are married and fucking. Oh, shit. she yeah, likes joining it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were saying like she likes just to, like. I didn't know there's a name for that. Two people, like. Dude, no, she goes. Ah, oh. In the, in the article, you, she goes very, very in depth. It's real creepy. How, Definitely. Is there a website for that? How do you find those people, dude? Like, how are there's you? An app. Like, there's an app. There's an app. Meetunicorns.com. Like married couples <laughs> that want to have threesomes. Like dude, there, there literally, there literally is an app. She was talking about it in the fucking uh, in the article. Super creepy. Nate, what J- you got to say? JP, forty-five million net worth. Good for him. Good stat. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you guys see Borat too? Because it was, it was. I did. I, I didn't. I haven't seen it yet. What they terrible. did to him, it was it terrible. Wasn't even, Get out of here! It was terrible. It was not. Yeah. Good. Oh my god. Did you not like the first Borat? Yes. Did, I liked the first Borat. Well then, uh, the first one's just ten times better. No, I mean I, I gotta agree. It was, <clears throat> dude. It was. It was like just watching Michael it Scott. It felt way more like the, fake to me. To be honest. It was, it was just so cringy. I was just unbearable. Yeah. I could I could barely watch because it was just, I couldn't I couldn't even fathom what was happening, and that it was actually real. Like it just blew my mind. That's how you feel about Michael Scott. Yeah, sometimes that's what was I'm saying. The Giuliani it was, thing. It called... was like watching you know fucking an episode of Michael Scott where he's just oh I can't believe he's doing this. I can't believe he's doing this. I can't believe he's doing this. And it just kept going on oh, really? for an okay. hour and forty five. And I just you know put my head in a pillow. It was brutal. That sounds awesome. Also, the Giuliani <laughs> thing. Uh, it's like he watching was a Bill Burr. Apparently, special. taking a mic out of his pants. I love that shit. Yeah. Is that what he calls his uh, little friend down there? Or Mike? And then he was <laughs> tucking in his shirt. Is what he said he was tucking in his shirt. He had to lay down to do it, though. Yeah. I mean, hey, go go check out the video for yourself and then make your own journey. I have. But... I've seen it. <sighs> All right. Weird. So, uh, Parker? 
spark um par fives are in my doghouse uh i don't know if anybody watched the tournament this weekend the arnold palmer classic but bryson dechambeau was just absolutely destroying the ball he hit it across the water like 350 yards that shot was wild just right next to the green insane absolutely nuts and yeah that's my they're just he won too Non, yeah, he did win. Shot minus eleven for the tournament. Thought Jordan Speed's gonna pull it out, but he's got no could drive. Not. What? Speed's got no drive. What no. did Speed finish at? Just uh, I, I think you don't he need like you don't need a big driver though to win. It just no, like, you don't. He you finished at minus six I mean, so dude, he finished like plus three for over, the day like, on that awful. one uh, par five today. Six. It's a hole in one in the tournament. Bryson. Okay, he fucking smashed it down the freaking line, but but then Westwood beat him on the hole. And yeah, I mean, par par fives are irrelevant now. Just they just crush the ball now. Ridiculous. I gotta say, yeah, for sure. I mean, this new technology that they're coming out with, like with drivers and shit, it's insane. So, well, I mean, they're hitting 240 on their second shots. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which isn't hard, but they're crushing it. Yeah. My doghouse of the week is uh, good old China, you know. Have you guys been COVID tested yet? Yeah. Any of you guys been COVID many, tested? Many I have not. 20 plus. Not. What is I it up? Up the nose? Tested. You guys are doing up the yep. nose? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up the nose. Well, now in certain cities in China, they're now doing anal testing. If you fly into China, you're not only getting a nose and throat, you're also getting it up the genuine fucking poop shoot. All right, people. I can't wait to see the statistics of how many less people go to China in the following months, just based on just people going, fuck that. I'm not getting a fucking swab up my poop shoot. Nope. I'm all set with that. Did you credit this source at all? Because I got to admit, I looked this up and this is just totally not true. I've credited the source. There's no way they're doing it. I saw it on Daily, Ma- Daily Mail. Daily it's, Mail. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> the people are spoke, speaking. I, I'm China's just not going sure that uh, they're actually doing it. They're doing it, dude. Go to China. Let's test you out. I'm doing a I'm doing a quick fact check here. The People's Republic of China, okay, the Communist Party, they can do whatever the fuck they want to do, all right? <laughs> this ain't America. Yeah, man. You can't fucking there's no goddamn privacy rights over there or anything like did that. Did you no. fact check it? I did in fact fact check it. And Parker, what I'm looking at right now, it looks like Steve's sources are accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what are you looking yeah, at? Wow. I mean, Actually, you know go, what, JP? I take my statement back. I would, I would visit many places. Across I'm looking the at live science. I would. I'm looking at news. I, I would just need a translator. Right I need a translator. Live I science. I'd go to Sri Lanka before I go to China. Bangkok. Bangkok. I bet you go to Bangkok. Yeah. <laughs> Probably get a whole different kind of anal test over there, pal. So many news articles, Parker. It's just endless. Just scroll, scroll, scroll. Hey, you want to wrap us up with uh, your doghouse? Fake news. All right, all right, all right. I'll finish it up. So for my doghouse, I have us, maybe not us specifically, but I have the retail shopper in the doghouse. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but two chicks insinuated a brawl at a Bath and Body Works in Scottsdale, Arizona. And this was an ugly, ugly brawl. I mean, what I saw was... This one chick start fighting the customer service worker and then two other people join in and they're just all going at it. And then everyone's screaming and yelling and it's just terrible. It's an ugly, ugly scene. And I, the retail shopper is in the doghouse because nowadays people feel so entitled and they just go into these shops and they're harassing people who work in customer service 
who are probably making minimum wage or a little bit over minimum wage. So it's ridiculous. And then, so I was going to bring in another story. So my sister, shout out Gail, works at Kimball's. Kimball's Ice Cream. It's a big ice cream place uh, or a well-known ice cream place across New Hampshire, Massachusetts, maybe New England. I'm not sure. But so recently this summer, a woman came to the line. And this summer with COVID, they had a ton of shit going on. It was ridiculous. But this woman comes through the line and she orders ice cream. She gets the ice cream. She takes it to her table or whatever. And she's eaten. And she comes back and she complains that there wasn't uh, whipped cream on the ice cream. But she'd already eaten three quarters of the ice cream. So she's com- too cold. <laughs> so she's complaining. And on top of this, she's complaining to a friend of the pod's uh, mother. Uh, shout out Wyatt. She's complaining to Wyatt's mom, who works at Kimball's, Abby's favorite co-worker. But this woman ends up throwing her stuff through the window, barely missing Wyatt's mom. And unfortunately it didn't hit her because there was a cop there. And if it had hit her, she would have been filed for like abuse or like some sort of abuse or some, I don't know. The official loss, but either way, salt with ice cream, (laughs) retail shoppers are in the doghouse because people got to respect customer service workers. It's not fair. People are that is, crazy, dude. That's pretty good. I could say the uh, same thing. I mean, people on the sidelines, they want to start playing the people on the freaking dine table. It's like, what the hell are you trying to do here, bro? Anyway, we got to this crazy. We got to get his side of the story. I don't yeah. know. This kid's an absolute tool bag. So yeah, I, wonder, I, wonder, I wonder if you were talking any shit to him. I, I actually have a guest. I have a guest right now. I'm going to bring him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Next, we'll talk about uh, some <laughs> advice we'd give to some incoming freshmen to college. Parker, what do you got for us? Um, one thing I'd say is just freshman year, just try to make a bunch of friends because those people are going to be the ones you end up hanging out with like the most, at least for me. I don't know about you guys, but I ended up hanging out with like people from my freshman year the most, and it just made it way better to know a lot of people, you know? Just make friends. I don't know. Yeah, like just yeah, try. Exactly. Not a lot. But you like, don't even have to have a lot. Just like a solid group of friends. Two, two, three years down the road, you'll know who the real ones are. Like yeah. you'll know who exactly. the ones who want to who gravitate towards you. Yeah, exactly. Like, me personally speaking to your guys' thing, like being like probably more introverted, like it's definitely a good idea to be like open and make friends like freshman year. Like just like you're in a new environment, you might not know everyone, just go all in. Fuck it. But uh I'll I'll just say mine now. So <laughs> mine was and this is uh a tribute to all the people who I've met like this. Cause I've met way too many people who do this the first time you meet them, but they show up and they're like, yo, what's up, man? Like I can out drink you. Everyone here. I party harder than you. Everyone's met like 15 of these guys. You fucking suck, dude. Don't no one cares. You can't party harder than anyone at the college yet until you've gone through like 10. So just shut the fuck up and sit down. Yeah. I mean, actually mine, I would say is a little bit on the track of that. Don't be a fucking liar. Don't be a liar. Right. Like, say your shit. Like, own who you are. You're not going to change. Like, don't just change yourself. Like, don't be a liar. I've met way too many liars, fake people. Just don't be a liar. No one likes a liar. No one likes a liar. And you'll know who the liars are because they stick out like a sore thumb. Steve, you got anything for the people? Yeah, so uh, mine is um, just don't take things too serious. 
you know, go to college, have some fucking fun, do some partying, you know, go to class sometimes here and there, but don't take that shit too serious. Go have a good time, people. Some wise words. Yeah, I think being genuine is really, really important. I think college is a long string of uncomfortable situations. So the quicker you embrace that, the better and more enjoyable time that you're going to have at college because it's going to be weird in the beginning and you're going to be uncomfortable, but you might as well embrace it and then get used to it because the sooner you do that, the more fun you're going to have. That's so. facts because, you know, when I got to college, it was like so weird having discussions with people because no one knows like what stories you're bringing to the table. No one knows if you're a liar, like JP's saying. Everyone's like, all right, this guy might be bringing this story to the table. Like, because all we're talking about is our past experiences. Like, no one knows the truth. So, if you just tell the truth and be honest, like, you're going to make friends, obviously. Like, no reason to be pressured. <coughs> College yeah. sucks nowadays anyway. You just got to wear masks all the time. You can't hang out with anyone. Right. And don't succumb to peer pressure. <laughs> I will say this was. I will say uh, succumb honorable. to peer pressure. All right. Next, we'll get into. Um, Good old uh, Boston sports and just overall sports weekend. Bruins go two and one since we uh, last talked on the last pod. Beat the Rangers. Lost on Friday night to the Caps in a shootout. Beat the Caps. Um, oh, wait. They know they beat they the won Caps. on Friday. They won on Friday. Tom they lost, lost, they lost, they lost, they lost Wednesday. last Wednesday. They lost last, last Wednesday yeah. in the shootout. Sorry. And uh, they're obviously playing right now against the Devils, but – Zero, Parker, zero still. Like like Parker said earlier, Tom Wilson's a scumbag. What do you think about that, Parker? Um, yeah, basically I already said it. I fucking hate that guy. He was pissed off because Frederick kept missing, dodging hits from him. So he goes into the corner, hits six foot four, six foot five. Brandon Carlo clearly in the head, leaves his feet. No penalty called in the play. I don't understand how there's no penalty, but league went back, had a hearing for him in person, got him for seven games. <laughs> I was just going to go through Wilson's last like four altercations he had. He hasn't had one since October, 2018. It was in the preseason. He had a hit to the head, 20 game suspension, longest of his career. It was, it, it's in the preseason. What are you doing? His one before that was a 2018 playoffs. He had a hit to the head again, three games. One before that was 2017 preseason again, hit to the Jesus. head. Yeah. You're just running guys in preseason. Like, come on, four games. And then 2016 season, John Moore, guy in the Bruins now hit to the head put him out for 17 games all he received was a fine it sounds like the Vontez perfect of the NHL he sucks he literally is he's the worst just targeting players and fucking railing them right in the head Tenorti got him got him in a fight got him a little bit uh Frederick fought him but didn't really get shit kind of got his ass kicked Mm. I gotta say that's gotta be like the first time I've ever seen one guy have two fights in one game it's pretty incredible but he definitely deserved it that's what I was thinking too JP (laughs) um but it was also in other news. Charles returned to Boston on Wednesday night. They did a nice tribute video to him. Uh, sucks that we can't have him, but I think it's also ultimately good in the in the long run. Went after Marshy in that speed. game. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, funny. he finally got a taste of what it's like to play against the Bruins, and that's what you're going to get. So Marshan was t- his typical self. But he had two goals uh, Friday night, which was nice. Uh, Frederick had a goal. Patrice had a goal. Richie had a goal. Yeah, they were scoring a lot of goals. Rask was solid. Yeah, that was an awesome Rask, game. Yeah. Rask came back hot. He's looking solid again this game, 0-0. Well, I, we Halak, cannot score Halak against the Devils scored, for some reason. was the goal the other night, though, on Friday. Oh, yeah, he was. You're right. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, Wilson got suspended seven games. Um, guy, just absolute scumbag. 
anyways, another news, it's uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Kind of lame because of COVID. Don't know why they have it, but Nate, how you feeling? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling all right. I'm not too invested in it, but I did put down uh, two NBA All-Star bets. So if you're following along, the shit hasn't happened yet. I got Jalen Brown to make the finals of the three-point competition. $10 to win $25. Not much, but fun either way i think it was like plus 125 obviously uh i also got paul george to score 10 points it was plus 100 so whatever you want to throw on that might be uh making the viewing experience a little bit more enjoyable another but, fun one is uh zach levine for mvp of the all-star game plus 2800 <laughs> i like i like that one sleeper sleeper bucks. yeah sleeper pick i can see him going super hard though in this game like like some so, of those guys, they always want to make a name for themselves, and this is where they're going to do it. So I didn't bet it, but I would also think Kyrie. Kyrie's probably got some good odds. For some reason, mm-hmm. I think he might have. When are they tonight. doing? Like, how are they doing this year? Is the dunk contest like at halftime? I'm not totally sure, and I don't know if they're also doing that thing. Like last year, they did the Kobe Bryant like 24 point quarter thing. I don't know if they're doing that tonight or not. Um, but either way, the it's going to be really high score. Another keynote, though, is Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons aren't playing tonight either. So, Oh, they're not? Because of COVID. Oh, yeah. I didn't Contact know that. tracing. Okay. Yeah, they went and got a haircut, and their barbers got COVID. Hey, what's up with the NBA barbers? They're always getting COVID. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people going to get haircuts, dude. So while we're, while we're on NBA, I guess, uh, Celtics look good Thursday um, at times during that game. There was a nice run where, like, Jalen Brown hit, like, four – shots in a row and then Tatum was driving to the lane on a break and did a behind the back to go behind someone and then dunked it pretty nice. But uh, we're 18 days from the trade deadline. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Obviously I don't, did, I don't know if Blake heard, Griffin made his decision or not, but Jeremy Grant and Vucevic are on the table still. So Jeremy I still Grant. think dump the table for Vucevic, but I don't know what you guys think. I would love to have Vucevic, dude. I'd rather have Vucevic over Blake. I think. No, who'd absolutely. Who do we give up for that? Isn't Blake up, going to the Nets? Give up Pritchard. That's what he Simmons, wants. Ojale picks. Give up a shitload smart. of stuff. I don't care. Give away smart. I really don't want to I get agree. rid of Pritchard. I heard they're yeah, going but after I want Vucevic. I heard they're going after Grant though for some reason, which does not make sense to me. I like Grant. He's I Grant went to, as hell. I like Jeremy Grant because he's Syracuse. Syracuse. Right? Isn't he? <laughs> isn't he playing the same position as Jalen Brown and like Jason? Yeah. Grant, no, he's, no. A, he's a bigger, forward. he's more of a four. He's a, more, but he's, no, a, he's a small four, four though. But he's Jason, a small four, but but, a yeah, but Jason Tatum plays the same position basically. No, but he's bigger than Tatum. He would come he off guard the bench. Bigger players. Yeah. What's he like, 6'10? I'm not sure off the top he's of my head. He's close to it. He's close to it. But he's bigger he was, than Tatum. Damn, I thought he was like the same size as like him, Brown. He's probably around the same size, but he's a better defender at guarding bigger guys than Tatum is. Gotcha. He definitely is longer. Yeah, I'd rather have Vucevic, though, for sure. Um, okay. We, do yeah. got we, got, the net, we got the Nets coming up after the All-Star break, though. How do you guys true. feel about that it's game? Thursday, that's, a big, that's, a, that's a big game. Is that at yeah, home or in Brooklyn? Do you know, Steve? I can check right now. I think it's in Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn. So, Kyrie's I, playing. <laughs> I, I hope the Celtics can turn around. I mean, they still got the Knicks that they're going to worry about, too. So, hopefully, uh, they can get their shit together going. They'll be fine. The year. Just get into um, the playoffs and see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, once you get in the playoffs, I mean, it's not like March Madness, what we'll talk about next, but where anything can happen. But right. you never know. Um, next, we'll talk about March Madness is on the, around the corner. Uh, there's already Copper Championship games already happening. Um, I was watching. 
was watching the A10 tournament. I was watching uh, Big South or something like that. It was like Winthrop and Campbell. But you got to love those gritty-ass um, championship games. Um, anyways, talk about my homeschool Xavier. They are on the real hot seat. Don't know if they're going to get out a large bit at this point. Big loss at Georgetown the other night. Total, they were down the whole game. Uh, they just looked very stagnant, not didn't want to move anywhere. Um, Steele finally realized to not play Jason Carter at the end of the game. And holy shit, we came back in the game. I mean, I can send you some stats. Or was that you that sent me those stat, that stat sheet of Jason Carter, Nate? Uh, yeah, that yeah. was yeah. around. I mean, that has to be one of the worst stat sheets I've ever seen in my life. I mean, but, if you, I think the worst part about it is how many minutes he actually plays every game. I know. And touch on the Marquette game a little bit. Right uh, I mean, the Marquette game, I was on the road. Marquette's probably always a tough matchup, but they were licking their chops once they're they senior night. The, uh, Georgetown. So, I mean, we're going to be um, the seventh seed going into the Big East tournament. We play Butler uh, Wednesday night. So, yeah, play Butler Wednesday. And in my opinion, if we lose, we're not making the tournament. Got to. Oh, absolutely not. We have to at least make the final. <laughs> Got to definitely beat fucking Butler. And then assuming Creighton wins their game, got to give Creighton a fucking good match or beat them. And then. Then maybe we got a good shot at making the need, tournament. But need to make it to the final four. If we don't make the tournament this year, entering next season, Steele is definitely on the hot seat. If he already isn't in a lot of Xavier fans' minds, so yeah. But hey, I uh, you know it's funny is that he wasn't, and now all of a sudden he is. Like it's actually <laughs> quite funny, and I've been on the Steele anti-Steele train for I've a while now. I'm trying to now. support him, but if he misses this uh, tournament, then. Due to unfortunate events, maybe outside of his realm, obviously, with COVID, we're going to be out, out of the tournament for three years. Even though the tournament didn't happen last year, we still lost that first game in the Big East tournament. So we weren't going to make it regardless last year. So that's this is going to be three years in a row without making it. Um, I guess the only good thing or from the game against Marquette was that Paul looked good. Paul always looks good. No, yeah, uh, not all the time because not all the time, but fouled out with five fouls and five points. But Parker, how yeah. do you think the Big 12 is going to match up though? I saw seven of their teams though are ranked right now, so yeah, I, I mean, think that division is going to be tough. I mean, obviously, the Big 10 is tough this year. I so. think, I, yeah, I think the Big 10 is the best division to be it honest. Is 100%. I think, I think they might have like that many teams ranked the Big 12, but I don't think they're as good as the Big Ten teams. I don't think any yeah. of them are. I mean, maybe Kansas. Baylor's tough, man. I know Baylor's, they lost to Kansas. I was going to say, but, like, I feel like, yeah, Baylor is good. But, like, same with Gonzaga. Who knows what's going to happen come turning time. I, My pick is Illinois. I love Illinois. I love Illinois. That Illinois. team is so fun to watch. The the guard there, his name is so I-O. pronounced. I, yeah, yeah Io. And then Kofi Cockburn, what a fucking name. Yeah, he's a huge. He's a he's, huge. He's, he's a large human being. But, yeah, I like Illinois. Well, um. I'm a huge Kansas fan, but I really like Baylor. To be honest here, I like their senior-led team. I think they're. Oh, I like their. Uh, their I got point guard there, moves. Butler, who's uh, he's solid. He's a solid player. <laughs> breaking moves, Dominus oh. Sabonis just won the skills challenge. Wow, I was thinking about betting on him. Um, all right, so I'll just touch on it now. Uh, next Sunday, obviously, one week from now is uh, Selection Sunday. So we're going to do a little March Madness uh, bracket bracket contest. So we'll probably uh, we'll definitely tweet out all the shit, but we're going to do a bracket challenge where people predict it. 
probably figure out what the winner's going to get before the next podcast, but uh, we'll probably we'll figure something out. Probably maybe run our own tournament challenge. Uh, maybe we'll uh, get a group of people. To see give if, you uh, a pat on the back if you win. Bracket challenge, yeah. Ten dollar buy-in. <laughs> and uh, so we have our contest. Pick it up there, and we're also going to do a random draw. So there's five of us. Uh, we knew JP would complain, so JP, Cole, and Steve are getting 14 teams in the random draw, and Nate and Parker, because we're older, will be getting 13 teams. But we'll be doing a random pick. Everyone's getting a certain amount of teams, and then whoever wins that will also win something. So, oh yeah, like should it. be interesting. Probably gonna put in some sort of money. Have a little fun with that. So, uh, is we are we gonna do like a snake draft for that? Or are we just getting all random teams? No, random, random, random pick. teams. Okay. Yep. Random pick. I like that. All right. Um, this just ha- happened not too long ago, but Bryson DeChambeau wins the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Overall, pretty good in tournament. Um, Bryson DeChambeau flexing off his stupid whatever drives, hitting 370, as Parker said earlier. Um, yeah, I still think he's a big pussy. Don't like him at all. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of him, but he, he just drives so far. I like, mean, it's ridiculous. Do I think it's probably good for the game of golf? Yes. He uh, might have juiced up a little bit at some point. Who knows? But to be honest with you, though, if you take steroids in golf, are you really like, dude, he's huge. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he's just a weirdo. But I think the more importantly, though, have you ever seen his putter? It should be illegal. Yeah. His, his putter, putter should be illegal. yeah. Dude, his it's or so suspect. it's like two feet. The rubber, the the handle's like two feet long, and like half of it is up his arm, but it's also got a flat piece against his arm to keep it like still. Yeah. I think it's I think it should be it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like the guy, but so we're like a month away from the Masters, and like Spieth has had, like Spieth has had yeah, you're right. And Spieth has had like five good tournaments in a row. So I think he's a little bit back. Um, I mean, they all played the Masters course like what, six months ago at the most. So <coughs> I think a lot of guys are going to be coming back into this tournament ready to go. I don't, like, I think he's in hot form. Like, definitely maybe a good bet to take on Thursday going into the tournament. Coming I, th- before that. I think someone also, though, you need to worry about for the Masters is uh, Daniel Berger, bro, because he, uh, he actually uh, couldn't play in the last Masters because he didn't qualify for it, even though he was he was like second or third in the FedEx Cup rankings, and he didn't make it because it was like it was supposed to be like last year's Masters, so that's why he didn't qualify. But this year he's going to be in the Masters, so we'll see how he does too. Is that Interesting Donnie to Bur- see. That- Go ahead, Steve. Is that uh is that Donnie Berger's son, <laughs> Han Solo Berger's brother? I don't know. I think. I don't know. Shout out! That's my boy. Great movie. It's yeah, a fucking I, hefty I, bag, Dad. What are you talking about? Get the axe body spray. <laughs> I agree, Nate. Speed has been playing great, but he only has been playing great in like the first two or three rounds. And then he just, once the pressure's on, he just shits fumbles the bag. the bag. Literally yep. every time, dude, the past like three tournaments. So, I mean, you could, he might, he might, it's Jordan Speed, he might pull it off, but. Well, let's see. Uh, let's actually see how DeChambeau follows it up next weekend because last year or last time they played the masters, he played like shit. Didn't yeah, make the cut. Big time, so, yeah. I mean, maybe six months away from last time he plays better. I don't know. I, if is Victor Holland playing in the masters. Yeah. I don't I, know, but I, I like Hovland. I was going to say like he's Hovland. my sleeper pick. If he's playing, I think so. I like him too. I like him golf. Lot. Yeah. Um, right. Rory put actually put like two tee shots on that whole six where Bryson launched it, but uh, yeah. 
he <laughs> fell apart today. He was right up there. Yeah, Talk about was. a nice start to your round. Day three, Jordan Spieth gets a birdie on hole one and then aces hold two. Yeah, yeah. Right. Know, I still have yet to get my hole in one in life <laughs> or on PGA. But, um, Parker, how was the Manchester Derby though? Manchester is red, baby. Manchester United cashes in at plus 700 underdogs. It yes, sir. A great game. First 35 seconds, Martial and Rashford going to the box, tic-tacking a little bit, gets fouled by, I think it was Jesus, Nate. Was that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, Gabriel yeah. Jesus yeah. clips him on the back of the heel. Boom, penalty. Who puts in? Bruno Fernandez. Bruno, Bruno came to us from sporting like Ronaldo. Yes, <laughs> Let's sir. go. Put us Let's up go. one nothing. <laughs> Huge goal. After that, man, you just sat back a little bit, waited for the opportunity. Luke Shaw scores another one, 2 nothing. We win it, baby. What do you have to say, Nate? Great game, dude. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. I and, and for me personally, it was way better to watch because my family just got a 65-inch TV, so I was watching it on the big screen. But shit, was that nice. That was a great game. Oh, Going back to Yeah, the our, Wheelers bossed up with the TV. Going back <laughs> to what we said Wednesday, Nate, if they won that game last Sunday against Chelsea, if they won the game against Crystal Palace, they just beat Man City, the standings would be completely different. We'd actually have a shot at winning the Premier League title. For real, bro. I, I literally have think... it penciled down, man. I going into this week, this was the one game we thought we weren't going to come away with points. And, and this we is the, literally the only game we win. Exactly. <gasps> and I, uh, if, if we won those two games, I think we'd have a chance, but I don't think there's – I still don't think there's chance, but who knows. All right, next – we're going to get back into the Wheel of Mayhem. Steve, give us a good old spin Yes, sir. Wheel of Mayhem coming at you. Please don't be mean. KP. <laughs> KP shotgun. Right when you say that, too. You literally said it, too. Uh... Fucks, boys. Cheers. And we're watching Cheers, KP boy. do it now. Holy go, shit, that's so much beer. There you go, Bubs. <laughs> <laughs> how, how's that feel cole how's that feel Ooh. all right yeah watch us on youtube to see that i went down the, the right pipe Hell yeah. uh next we're gonna get into the most anticipated segment of the week uh we got their pretty spears documentary review nate nate's gonna run us down to the uh just the overall overview of the whole thing all right well it's britney bitch and she's back if I'm like the rest of you, but I kind of forgot about Brittany, but this week we watched this doc and she's back. So I'm going to walk us through chronologically and then we're going to just chime in. We got stuff to say, but in the beginning, I, it's amazing. Brittany Spears, she starts off, you see her, she's like a 10 year old girl. Her voice is just unreal. She's on this show and she sounds like a, 25 year old woman like her vocals are just amazing very good uh her rise is just super fast she signs a record deal at 15 years old girls aren't doing this at at, at this time right they just said it's boy band so like she's paving the way for future girls like t swift and all these young girls are going to come along in the future but she's just killing the game and so then we get to like this 2002 to 2005 range where her popularity is really taken off and the paparazzi comes in and she really starts like 
the paparazzi really just starts affecting this girl's life. The media, the way they're portraying her. She's in the tabloids every time. At the time, I think I'm probably going to Market Basket and seeing her at the checkout line, you know, grocery store. JP? I do want to say this one thing, but Cole said it earlier. I mean, she was beautiful, like, at this time. Like, she was gorgeous. She was young. She was sexy, she was dude. She was gorgeous. Absolutely, like, stunning. Yeah, so the media is just really affecting her, JP. Like you said, you know, she looks great and... Around this time, also, like a little after it, the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton scandal, all this stuff happens. It comes out and everyone thinks that she's too sexual at a young age. They're all saying, you know, Britney's too sexy too soon. And all this stuff's going on. And she they show that uh, clip of her in the IROS interview where the guy's just like, well, everyone's talking about your breasts. And I just was like, oh, my God, that's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. And that was on an interview, Cole. And um, she was in another interview, too, around the same time. And I remember they played a recording of a phone call of the wife of a governor in a southern state. I forget which one it was. And the woman literally says, if I had the opportunity, Maryland. I would shoot Britney with a gun. Like, that's what she says, which is just... I mean, shit. That was Governor of Maryland said it was, that. Yeah, that was way wild. over the top. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, "Are you <laughs> serious?" Dude, the questions they would ask her in interviews when she Brutal. was like, "Wild!" Like, they're like, yeah, "Are yeah. you are you having sex yet?" And she's just like, "Uh." Dude, the fact like, that they're asking young yeah, like girls it, out it, of control, yeah. or asking women at all. The thing yeah, is, yeah. The thing is, they like talk about how, oh my gosh, she's she's sexualizing herself so 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 much, and she's creating this whole new air of, you know, sexuality for women, and then they enhance it by, you know, giving it attention and then talking about it continuously when they bring it up in interviews and the yeah, paparazzi. Like, exactly. if you thought if you thought it was such a big problem, then why would you ask questions like, "Have you had sex yet?" Who the fuck says very stuff private, like, you know? very private things too. It doesn't make any sense. It's totally opposite. And now we got the fucking WAP video where we got fucking you know Cardi B shakes her ass like that's how she makes money. <laughs> and it's Let's the be song real, of that's the how year. she makes money. Song of the year. What Baby Stallion shakes her ass and makes money. Doctor Seuss gets And I don't know. And at this time, the media, the tabloids, they're ripping her. I mean, we go to our gr local grocery store with our mothers and we see Britney Spears and the tabloids. At this point, I'm in third grade. I personally think Britney Spears is crazy. They you show her a, on WMUR. I think she's crazy. She's on People Magazine with a shaved head. It's like, what is this lady doing? And, she's got kids. She just well, shaves her head. Like, well, she hasn't shaved her head yet, Parker. Oh, sorry, sorry. We're in the 2003 to 2005 time range. I'll say, the, what I, was the what was the one song with her like? Singing oops, this, I did it again. That one was that the one where she's in the hallway that they schoolgirl. Yeah, no, that's uh. Which one was that? That's, I can't remember. I think baby, is it baby one more baby, time? Baby. Yeah, baby one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, baby. Great song. Oh, I thought that Great was song. on the plane. I thought that was a plane one. Let me do a quick fact I think it was check so the, I, I'm pretty sure it was the one quick in the fact check. school no, the girl. school school, school girl. girl. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Which she looked fantastic in. So, okay. So moving on, we get to the Not 2005 bad, to 2007 range. And in this timeline, she meets Kevin Featherline. And she also has two kids back to back. Pretty much within two years, she has both these kids. Yeah. And I it mean, maybe one more time, by the way. Thank you, Cole. So, Nate, so, what about the Justin Timberlake thing, though? Oh, Fuck yeah. JT. Thank you, JP. I have that down here, too. But that was uh, before Kevin Featherline. Yeah, that all came on. in first. Sorry, we can come back to that. I'm sorry. That reminds me as well. 
Cry me a river. Oof. I watched that whole video. So J Tim good song. Good comes song. into Britney Spears' life and they start dating and J Tim's obviously an NSYNC and he's the pretty boy, you know, everyone loves him and they break up for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe she cheated on him. Maybe she didn't, but <laughs> she cheated on him, Nate. Let's just all say it. she cheated on him. With who? She cheated with on who, him. Steve? She cheated on him. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> who would she cheat him? Who would she cheat with? JT Some rando sucks. or no? Love JT. Love Justin hey, Timberlake. This uh watching this doc maybe kind of see Justin Timberlake a little bit differently, but I still think Cry Me a River is one of the best songs ever. And it made me honestly think that Pop 2K was best songs ever. Great, great songs. Like made me really like think better about them. I, this whole weekend, I was listening to a bunch of Jay Chims, Britney, all that shit. But so if we want to move on, so the whole Kevin Featherline things happens in 2007. After the second kid, they get a divorce and they both kind of go into like a custody argument. They're going back and forth. Both of them want custody of both kids and they're not getting it. And so Kevin ends up getting it. Britney doesn't because people think Britney's freaking crazy, obviously. And then the whole night with the umbrella photo shoot scene happens where Brittany's trying to go see her kids. Kevin's not letting her see her kids. She goes back to a gas station, drives back to Kevin's house, tries again, goes behind a Jiffy Lube. And then the media comes in. And here we get to see good old George Lopez just <laughs> on the yep. screen and uh, just capturing the whole events of the timeline he also said that if you got like a picture of britney spears you could make up to like a million dollars off it or i don't know exactly what he said 500k to a million off one picture so like these all these people are just around britney taking pictures all the time it's insane like that picture comes out with uh the kid on her lap and it's and the kid they show the the picture with her walking with the kid falling out of her hands it's like well if you look beyond that photo, there's a million people around her. Like, why do you think she tripped and fell? They're all taking pictures. They showed a thing of a two people getting into a fight, just trying to take pictures of Britney Spears. Like, it was it's insane. Uh, how'd you guys feel about her driving with her son in her lap? Me personally, my parents did that to me all the time as a kid. You know, driving and, around town a little bit, putting me in the lap real quick. You know, if you're and, just going somewhere close by, you know. She said Jamie did that to her. Jamie's yeah. her father, but she said we'll that get into that later. I think the fact I think the paparazzi just blew that up, obviously, and I think it was just taken completely out of. Proportion. This was like the first time I've heard of like the paparazzi as a kid too. Like anyone mm-hmm. being under like paparazzi and just like they were crazy. And okay, so, honestly, like, that picture could have just been her in a parked car and them like just doing a little bit of like shooting I mean, the background to make it look like they're. It didn't look like she was moving, honestly, in that picture, in my opinion. And to go back on that. Uh, George Lopez scumbag looking. His name is Daniel Ramos. So I looked back on the. I'll quote him after being asked the question of somewhere along the lines of, "Do you like? Do you think uh, taking pictures of her affected her at all?" She's like, "I don't think." So. He said, "I don't think so," but she never gave a clue that she didn't want them to be around. Like, even though she said, "Leave me alone," and she then he came back and said. She just said, leave me alone for uh, the day or leave me alone for the hour, even though that's not true. And then the fact that said she said, leave me alone. 
One of my favorite things about the whole doc was that we got reminded of the amazing party threesome of Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, and Paris Hilton. That was great. Paris is smoked. They posted a showed a picture of Lindsay Lohan in the background of uh, one of the things they were highlighting for Britney Spears, and (laughs) they were like, "Is Lindsay Lohan married?" And it it showed her like with a ring on her hand, but she was holding a Red Bull. I just thought it was hilarious. It's a power trio right there. All right, and Nate, you want to move on from the night she sure she also bat so that guy Daniel Ramos though too that was the guy who got his truck beat in that night at the Jiffy Lube with the oh, umbrella right right so that guy is a big scumbag he's just a big scumbag yeah he was he also said that uh, he had the money shot he was like that's a great that that was a bad night for Britney but that was a great night for us like, yeah great night for himself <laughs> great night for himself though that scumbag prick. Loser. Like, what are you doing? She's like, like in the middle of like a real life situation where she's trying to like go see. Just want to see her kids. And like, <laughs> you're right an asshole by like going into your life when she doesn't want you there. And then you, they start to show a bunch of stuff. Like, uh, they show this uh, family feud episode where it's named something Britney lost. Like, this is on TV. Yeah, <laughs> They're dude. doing. These that interviews, was horrible. that's horrific. That was one of the most sinister things that I've ever seen. It literally says, what has Britney Spears lost in the past year? And that one of the families, both Wasn't of them. Wasn't their kids? Like, yeah, they're all enjoying it, having fun. She, she hits the buzzer happily and says, kids. And then they smile. And then the guy turns and says, kids. And everybody laughs. Like, what kind of <laughs> fucked up universe are you like, living would in? Would you like it if you lost your kids? Like, fuck you. Like, that's horrible. So at this point, there's also no concern for Britney Spears mental health. No one cares about mental health. I guess they didn't care about the NFL mental health at this point either. So at all, I was going to say it just wasn't a thing. We're in like 2008 right now. So, but it's like, come on. And so around this time, all this stuff starts coming out. 2008, her father, Jamie, finally calls for conservatorship. One of the interesting lines I think they say in the beginning is someone who goes into a conservatorship is someone who could probably be duped into giving away their own money. And the thing that I thought was interesting about that was that uh, earlier in the doc, they mentioned that one story about how she kind of did the the Breaking Bad, like Jesse thing where she went around her neighborhood. Granted, it was for Christmas, but she gave out $100 bills to people. So she did give out money. Uh, she wasn't duped into doing it, obviously, but I, I just thought that was interesting. Took another look at it. Right. I understand. Great reference, too, Nate. Good reference. Yeah, that, was a, that was a great reference. So goes under conservatorship and going into the conservatorship. This whole thing happens with <laughs> this lawyer who she had uh, who seemed like a good guy or whatever. And <laughs> but... a, conserv- a conservatorship <laughs> for people like that don't know is literally like a it's a contract binding you to like take care of a person, be in control of their finances, everything, mostly for people with dementia, old people that cannot do it for themselves. Cole, so you have to say? if you want to watch uh, something on Netflix, it's called I Care A Lot. It was in the top 10 within the last three weeks of Netflix. Uh, it's kind of about a conservatorship uh, where an old woman gets taken hostage right in the beginning. And uh, Tyrion from Game of Thrones is in it. But uh, one interesting connection with this is is the people who had the podcast 
that kind of started the whole finding Britney movement in the voicemail, which we'll get into a little bit. Uh, the one of the girls from that podcast said she wasn't sure if something like this would ever happen to a man in the United States, and it happened to a woman. And I care a lot, and I think it's pretty interesting. Where in a conservatorship, I feel like if it is a real situation, like I feel like elderly women would be targeted more. Um, but in I care a lot, the older lady isn't in court, and I think most times the person would be in court. So, and so we start to move towards the future more, and she begins to start doing these stints in Las Vegas. She opens up a residency. She's doing these shows. Uh, it's going well, putting out a couple albums here and there. And then around, I don't forget what the date was, October of 2019 or 2018. She's doing a show in Las Vegas. It's supposed to be a big thing. And she ends up walking off the stage. Uh, just everyone thinks she's going to perform, but nothing happens. She's supposed to do an interview afterwards. And then after this, I'm, it's basically her going MIA. She decides that she's not going to do basically any other work until her father like is in control of her conservative. So Brittany goes missing and this tweet goes out from her account, which at this point, uh, this podcast has started and uh, there's these two girls who start this podcast in LA and they put Britney's life about under a microscope. About the Instagram, right? Yes. Right. Yes. So, so Britney puts out this post and she says, basically, uh, I needed some me time. But she does uh, a little smiley face, but it isn't in an emoji. And these podcast yeah. people, of course, pick up on this. And shit just starts going crazy with the this deep podcast. Deep dive into it, yeah. Like, they just start deep diving into every post. They start realizing that whoa, like some of these posts are weird. Like Brittany's doing some weird shit. I don't know if have you her, guys seen I've, this. I've, stuff, looked so at her, weird. I've looked at her Instagram before and it is it is so weird, dude. Just like she what doesn't is she look doing? right. She yeah, she's right. just doing like posting weird shit and she does not look right. But did they start those people start the free Britney movement? No, no, I don't think so. No, they just, I just think they started the pod. They just yeah. started the pod. OK, did you guys see the video where she uh burnt her gym down for like the third time or whatever or the second time yeah I didn't she's like yeah that. i just who did that britney britney really yeah <laughs> how, how recently Wild. steve um i think this summer i'm pretty sure mm. yeah i didn't know that and still you know maybe all of it's because she wants out of the conservatorship but you know I know. Whatever, it also so, felt like it's pretty crazy too. It's like happening right now. Still, it's like still going on. The judge like ruled. Right. right so, that, so, so what happened most recently is this voicemail comes out. This, the guy, this guy was working with Brittany at uh, the psycho or whatever place she's at. She's at some Institute and uh, he's like, Brittany shouldn't be here. Whoever did this, this is wrong. Clearly. That guy's, I mean, maybe she's paying him, but I don't think she's paying him. And then they show that interview also with Britney's brother, which is yeah. a very interesting interview. I know. And he's like, yeah, you know, like there's only two guys in our family and like the women always want to do what they want to do. But, you know, we got to be in charge of that. And it's just an extremely misogynistic interview. 
where he's basically saying, yeah, wicked, wicked, wicked creep. Very shady. Yeah. I don't know if anyone has anything to add to this, but I I just, I just agree with what you just said. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. It was very strange. And basically moving forward from this, obviously the free Britney movement starts and that's where we are today. Uh, There was the recent court hearing. I forget what month that was in, but it it was pretty recent. And I mean, shit, she's still not free of her conservatorship. They allowed her to add a bank, I guess, on, right? Well, yeah, because that guy removed himself. One of the guys removed himself. Yeah, the lawyer lawyer got removed. Andrew Wallet uh, removed himself. And he also removed himself after filing for a raise in a conservatorship, which doesn't happen often in conservatorships. Most times you're not trying to seek more money. It really never, it never happens. It's literally never happened. Yeah. So um, the whole thing's fucked, but that's pretty I, much all I had. That was a great segment, though. It was a good documentary. I think we all feel like that. If you want if, to see, uh, I guess. What's that, Nate? Well, uh, Parker, I, why don't you let us know what we're watching? I was going to say, so hope you guys like this documentary. I hope you guys followed along. Hashtag free, of, Britney. hashtag free Britney. Hashtag free Get Britney. Get it out Britney there. Baby. Britney, baby. Get free. It's Britney, but, um, For next Sunday, we're going to do, we're going to stay along the same kind of line as, I mean, social media wise. It's called American Meme on Netflix. Uh, it's basically a documentary about social media and influencers. Just watch it. We're going to do the same thing next Sunday, and uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Hope you guys like it. We're going to do our classic uh, Sunday beer review. Nate, what was the beer selection that we have today? We have Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Things. (laughs) IPA. Parker. Parker kind of chose this one a little bit. Uh, Yeah, it's the best casual IPA you can find for under probably $15 for – a 12 pack, probably under $10 for a six pack. Hopefully 6.7, ABV. percentage. Um, who wants to start off here? JP. I can go. We're doing that one through 10 scale, right? Yeah. Same scale as last time. Yep. I did pour mine into a mug. Cause I always feel like I got to feel like I'm at the bar. Um, I love that. Love that. You know, I'm not a huge IPA guy, but I do like this one i have to say i probably like it over um an all day because i if i had a, a equate other ipa casually drinking ipas i would think of all day ipas but yeah i mean overall pretty solid haven't had an ipa in a while but um i probably drink this like at a cookout or like a super bowl sunday so i know i'm gonna get really fucked up <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give it a seven six Parker. All right. Um, yeah, as I said before, this is my favorite like casual IPA, non expensive IPA. It's pretty good. You, you can enjoy it anytime. Family uh, owned. They come in six and 12 packs. Family owned Sierra Nevada. Uh, they come in six and 12 packs. Six pack, you drink six pack, you'll be feeling real good. Let me tell you. You drink a 12 pack, well, you're going to have the worst hangover of your life tomorrow morning, but. Big facts. You'll probably have a good time still. My review, I got to go 7.8. Look at the label straight away. Very, uh, very well designed. You know, it really draws the attention of the uh, the eye, you know, get right into it. Looks real good. 
looks very appetizing. I see it. Nice bright art on it. Let's get a quick, a uh, quick sip here. Oh uh, yeah. Doesn't seem like he's a fan. Thinking seven seven. Seventy seven Ray Borg. Yeah. What the difference? Suck a JP. I like it. I like it. Steve All right. Up. I like IPAs. I'm a big IPA guy, you know. Be Hoppy is probably my favorite, but I've had Hazy before. You know, one sip. Everyone knows the rules. <laughs> I can hear that. Smooth. You know, it's not too harsh. I'm going to go with 7-8. Seven, 7-8. Eight. Seven, eight. Wow. Twins. So I guess hey, I'll finish this up. Yeah. So today... It's a really nice day out, you know, 40, 45 degrees out. Got back to Boston, sunny, beautiful, delicious. Decided to grab a fucking beer, enjoy it on my deck because the weather was getting warm. And the only thing running through my mind was the Shattuck golf course. I was just thinking about golfing. Most times I'm drinking an IPA, I'm golfing during the day. And today it felt like spring. Got me in the mood for golf. I was super excited. I was watching golf, watching Honor Palmer. It's great. Love that. Love that, Nate. Yeah. Got me excited for summer. I can't wait. Got me excited for summer. We're all we're all subpar golfers. Eh, we try. Smack you guys. But uh, anyways, we'll wrap it up with uh, Gators got a new idea for us. Four a.m. text. Yeah, it was a little four a.m. text. I was at work last night, and I thought of a little, you know, just two. Two scenarios to ask the guys. I brought it down to two to make it a little easier. I'm calling it a little Gators mental mind fuck people. All right. You guys ready? I'm ready. So we're, we're in the future now. You guys are fathers. Mm. The scenarios are, would you rather have the daughter that is the whore of the school? <laughs> fucking, fucking everyone, big old whore. Or would you rather want the son that's getting his ass beat getting swirlies, getting his head dunked in the toilet every day, nerd of the school. What do you guys think? I'm not going to lie. You put me in a little mental pickle. And, it's a uh, tough one. It's every father's worst you know, nightmare in both I, I think I know what you would do. Mind-bottling. But, uh, man, I guess I would not want my kid not to be, like, not popular. You know, I want this dude to be, like, or this chick even. You know, to be something, something's she's got to be good at something. So, you know, ah, I'm gonna have to go with the daughter. I'm gonna have to go with the daughter. I'm <laughs> with my daughter, Parker. <laughs> I'm with my daughter, Parker. All right, JP, one daughter. Uh, I'm just gonna start off a quote from Steve last day to start the segment. Yo, boys, I thought of another segment for Sunday's pod called Steve's Wild and Sunday. <laughs> Question title pending. I thought I could come up with like three different scenarios on anything and ask you guys to get your opinion. Like three would you rather's or have this or that. Anyways, I would definitely go with the son who's getting his ass beat because <laughs> you know, you can't get your ass beat and come up with a kid. <laughs> True. I like it. Yeah. I gotta go. Um, I'm just yeah, I'm I'm disgusted by the question, you know. A daughter that's just getting around is not a putting out. Oof, ooh, 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 ooh. Not my thing, not my thing. So I'd go with the kid, you know, refined in the fire, learning a lot of lessons, you know, building his character, you know, just 
checking his tally marks, just building himself as a person, as a man. Just like Johnny Cash song, Boy Named Sue. All right. Eventually, he's going to be you know, a phoenix rising from the ashes. So I got to go. I got to go the kid getting his ass beat and uh, not the whore. Nate, what do you think? <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I agree with most of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so besides <laughs> I, mean, I mean there's only one other guy that's gone the other way and that's me so sorry jp but i agree with the other members of the group i'm going with the male in this search situation sorry bro just keep getting your kid pounded into the ground like he's a loser so well i'd rather have well, my kid getting pounded than my daughter and we're gonna refine <laughs> the kid we're gonna refine the kid we're gonna figure that out Make them smarter. Teach them some lessons. Well, I'll right. beat the shit out of any fucking kid who comes in my daughter's life. So you better bet that's gonna be the damn truth. That you will. I'm with, I'm with my daughter. Anyways, yeah, I'm with my daughter, as uh yeah, as coach says. Megatron on site. But anyways, uh thanks for listening to episode three. Hope you guys like it. Uh definitely a jam-packed episode, but give us a listen on all our socials. Uh we'll be we'll be uh talking, we'll be keeping updated with the Everything follow going us, on this week. Follow us on Twitch, uh, the Backpack Club. We're gonna be starting a couple series on Twitch. It'll be fun. Uh, we'll we'll shout them out on Instagram. We're streaming. But yeah, we'll uh, catch you uh, come Wednesday. Well, one thing that is hot, I think a lot of people are watching. Dedicated listeners. It's just gonna get better down the road. This was another episode of the Backpack Club podcast. Make sure you drop that like, drop that subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. We're on Apple Music, all the above platforms, baby. Let's get it going.